This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next, but first... Take a listen to this other fine Opie show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On Back to You. Steve doesn't want you to call him if you're doing some of these things. Yeah, like walking or eating lunch or sitting outside with birds chirping. Be more respectful of the phone call. That's all on Back to You. (laughs) Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave, joining us on the phone. Uh, actually, from the West Coast, even though he is uh, English uh, by birth, he lives uh, in America on the West Coast. <laughs> sounds like it's a good damn excuse. <laughs> well, you mean there's English people on the West Coast? How do, yeah. how do we get them out? Well, apparently, they don't. They don't follow these things very closely. They let people in anywhere. Uh, <laughs> But we are very excited to have this man on. This is Alan White, who is now, I think, the longest-serving member of the band Yes. Isn't that correct? That is true. Yes, that's very true. 47 years. Wow. That's that's quite a long time to be in a band. Um, we're going to have uh, questions about that band because it's one of our favorites. But I, I wanted to start by asking you about... Uh, John Lennon, because I know you also were in the uh, the Plastic Ono band, and and this is the story I heard, and you can tell me if this is true or not. That you were at home one day, the phone rang, and it was John Lennon asking you to be in the band, and you had never met him or anything, and you didn't believe him too, right? You thought it was a crank call, didn't well, you? Well, yeah, the, well, the story goes like I, I, he rang. I was actually I, we all, I was in, with my own band. And um, we all lived in one house, like a lot of bands did in those days. And I was making a big pot of stew for keep everybody alive for a few days <laughs> in the kitchen. And then the phone rang, and uh, this phone, the phone call said, this is our mic on here. Um, I, I want you to do a gig if you if you're available. Is it possible? And I said, "Come on, stop messing with me!" And I put the phone down. <laughs> I thought it was a friend messing around with me, and um, then he he called back about ten minutes later and he said, "No, seriously, this is John Lennon, and that's when I dropped the spoons and everything." So, and I said, uh, "Sure." Um, he, you know, he said, I saw you playing in a club the other night, but I didn't stay. But I got somebody to get in touch with you, and then um, he gave me a number. So, um, anyway, so that's how it goes. And then the next day, I got in a, a um, limo and headed to Heathrow Airport in London and, and met John and Yoko. In the RSV, you know, the, the VIP lounge. The fancy there. schmancy lounge that you probably had never seen before, right? <laughs> I'd never actually met him, but obviously I'd seen him before. 
because I used to go into Apple quite a bit, and I had a couple of friends in there. And uh, but um, I saw him walking around a couple of times, but I never actually met him. So and and then uh, Klaus Woolman was there, the bass player, and then. Um, and then the door opened where the bathroom in the corner uh, was, and it was Eric Clapton. <laughs> yeah. That's... Oh, by the way, Eric Clapton's playing guitar with us. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, just the usual. So if this was one of your friends playing a prank, it was an unbelievably great prank. <laughs> it was yeah. a great prank. <laughs> uh, I know, but the, the funny thing about, about that whole thing, you know, you know, the story is we we rehearsed on the plane. I was playing with a pair of drumsticks on the back of a, uh, the seat on the plane. They were playing acoustic guitars, and we just ran through a few ideas of standard songs, basically. And uh, the next thing you know, I was there. But the funny thing is, I was only 20 years old, yeah. so... I kind of somehow took it all in my stride, and I I didn't realize until years later that I, I'd kind of done all that yeah, stuff. That's and, awesome. uh, yeah, you were like too—you were too ignorant to uh, yeah. to to uh, realize. Yeah, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't so much ignorant as I was just naive and kind of like, oh, I guess it's just what it's like in the rock and roll business. <laughs> yeah, this is just it. Uh, you know, we have a we have a mutual friend, Jay Gepner, in Chicago. Uh, and you, um, and he says that you have a great story about the time John Lennon showed you the lyrics for "How Do You Sleep." So tell us that story. Oh yeah, well, um, obviously, John. Actually, every song on that album, imagine John came and showed the lyrics to me before we ever played on anything, and um, he made he made everybody read the lyrics before they played the song studio said this is what you're saying to the world you know mm -hmm. and uh, how do you feel about it and do you want to play on it and so obviously i loved it and then how do you sleep at night i went there's something weird about this song it's like <laughs> got a common denominator here but I, at that time i never knew it was about paul mccartney but then i realized after about an hour of tracking I said, all oh, these songs about Paul, Paul, and um, but I never said anything. It was a good song. So um, you you get called to be part of Yes, uh, and this was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in 1972. The band had just finished uh, recording the album "Close to the Edge." They're about to go on tour. Bill Bruford was the drummer, and he quit. And so you had like two weeks or something like that to learn the entire Yes catalog. Is that true? No, I, I only had three days. <laughs> three days. <laughs> and and this is not music that is, is right. like something you just pick up. You're not doing like uh, I'm a man or something, you know. Well, I had, I, I was very good friends with Eddie Offord, who was the past producer at that time. And um, I, I shared an apartment with him in london and uh we were good friends and and i went down to the rehearsal one night this is about a week two weeks before maybe and um 
they were rehearsing the song uh, Siberian Couture from um, that album, and that's before they recorded Close to the Edge. And Bill just got up and left. Um, he said, I have a dinner appointment. And I guess I found out later he had a dinner appointment with Robert Fripp, and he was phoning King Crimson. King Crimson, yeah. So um, Eddie's there standing with me, and they all stood with the guitars on and stuff. And Eddie said, I'm going to play that kind of stuff. So I, I jammed with him in a rehearsal studio uh, for like maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> and obviously the penny stuck, you know, and um, they, when they wanted some something, you know, somebody to replace Bill, uh, they, John and Chris came to my Eddie's flat and said, well, we wanted you to join, yes. And um, I said, look, I'll give you guys three months to see if I enjoy playing with yes. And I, I knew the music, but not thoroughly. And um, and um, we'll give you three three months and, you know, and see if it works out. And uh, here I am. 47 years later. <laughs> I, so, so did it work out? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, as they left the, left the room, they were going out the door and he said, oh, by the way, we've got a gig on Monday. Can you rehearse everything? I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you did. We're glad you didn't You didn't run for the hills. Um, one of our favorite albums and one of the most successful Yes albums is 90215. Uh, which songs from that album do you, you know, can you remember that you have the most fun playing, you know? Uh, I mean, is there any? Oh, Nine well, obviously, Owner of a Lonely Heart mm -hmm. was a, yeah. a big Huge. hit from that album. But another great song, you know, there was a lot of great songs around that era because uh, Trevor Raymond's a really excellent songwriter. And, uh, and we were all just throwing material into, you know, <laughs> a big mess. And, and then... We sorted it all out with plenty of rehearsal for those, those songs, and then Trevor Horn came came in and sorted the whole thing out, and we recorded it. It was pretty excellent. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, you, you talk, you named a couple of the band members there from Yes. Uh, there have been quite a few different members uh, of Yes over uh, the years. Yeah, definitely a few. Uh, <laughs> are, are are there any? So, uh, of those guys. Uh, are, who are your closest friends uh, amongst that group? Uh, which one do you never need to see again? Uh, well, <laughs> well Chris was my closest friend. Okay, he yeah. We played together for 43 years. You yeah, know? Wow. So, he was amazing uh, as a bass know, player. It was a big, big loss to us. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, Billy Sherwood's doing a great go job of, of replacing uh, Chris, because he was one of his closest friends, and his mentor was Chris. You know, right? That's great. You know, but um, you know, I've been really friendly with John and and Steve, who is in the band. But you know, and John, I wrote quite a few songs with John, and 
Um, and, you know, Rick, all of us, for about 10 years, that band was kind of the version of Yes at that time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with, you know, people moving different directions. And, uh, but I just consider myself as always being in Yes, I never left. Yeah. And well. did something else. I just carried on doing yes and and a, a couple of side projects but i didn't let them lead me astray and you're in the rock and roll hall of fame now yeah. the, the band uh, which was yeah. just inducted isn't a few that, years ago isn't that great yeah. <laughs> after all these years yeah. there were so many people pulling for us to be in the rock and roll hall of fame and i kept saying and all the fans were there and sending letters in and all and, you know, I think at one time the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just bypassed a lot of uh, progressive yes. kind of music. And uh, we're going for, you know, some older stuff from, you know, that had been around for a long time. But um, I'm glad they started getting some bands involved who progress music in a way well, it's making a resurgence uh, you know my my son is 24 years old and one of his favorite bands in the entire world is yes and he he knows the catalog from beginning to end he's a music reviewer he's actually reviewed the entire yes catalog if you ever oh want to go God. i should send you the link that, to that his video taking hours Oh, it did. It took over an hour. Right, right. You know, he should have a job, Rick. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, if it was only an hour, I was I was going to say, um, how many albums did he do? Because in total is twenty nine. Yeah, yeah uh, he he did all of them. He went oh through all God. of them. <laughs> That's right. how big of a fan he is. He's a you know I'm a big fan. I'm the one that introduced him to your music, but now he has surpassed me. He likes he likes you guys even more. Uh, you know, you, does he understand the lyrics now? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, one thing well, that one thing that he may not be understanding is well, that's very good because quite a lot of people don't understand the lyrics and the. <laughs> You know, from back then, but you know, John had a way of um, having musical kind of lyrics that were left images and uh, left it in your own mind to make images out of what he was singing about. Right. So, well, and speaking of images, your album covers are just great, you know. Uh, what kind of drugs was the artist on, and can we get some of those? Can you mail those <laughs> to us? Well, the, the start of all that was roundabout when he said, um, the mountains just come out and stand there. And I'm going, hmm, <laughs> the mountains come out and stand there. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, kind of maybe it was a moment in time for him, but he, he portrayed it to the whole world. So um, it was quite interesting. Oh, yeah. So uh, as uh, one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame drummers, um, as somebody who uh, has played with all the greats, uh, who is it in your mind, if you had to pick someone that is your favorite drummer, the hero drummer of Alan White, uh, who would that be? Oh, uh, yeah, you see, people ask me this question a, yeah. a lot, and there's so many different kinds of music with great drummers in each kind of music you know um one one of the drummers i admired greatly and i actually got to play with him um 
is um, Ginger Baker, who mm. passed away. Yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that anyway. He was a good friend of mine. And uh, he'll be missed by a lot of people, I'm sure. But he was one of the hardest people in the world to work with. Oh, was he? <laughs> As the whole world knows, I think. Yeah. And, um, but for some reason, he kind of liked me, and we got on really well the whole time. And I played in Air Force for about six months, I believe it was. See, you, there must be something about your personality, Alan, that uh, yeah, you, yeah. Just, you get along uh, with everybody. You're a good bloke. Yeah, you are. There's more to come with our guest on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview right after this. We'll be right back. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Oh, I'm Steve Baskerville. And I'm Howard Sudbury. And we talk about... He's gone rogue. Whatever we talk about, we're the Ramblin' Boys. I don't know what to add. He's all the characters. This is a one-man show. (laughs) And friends! Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com Why are we being mean to back to you I don't know. They're such sweethearts. I don't know. Let's just start a feud with every podcast on this network. That's what it sounds like. Everyone's just going to end up hating us. I'm Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. We talk about reasoning with a bear. 420 promotions. A terrible garden gnome shortage. And 40 years of Disney on ice. Listen to Minutia Man on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk about some cars that are overhyped and others that are treated unfairly. Plus a quick look at the new Mercedes S-Class. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We're back. We appreciate you having having come on the show. Sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, you know what? You're in our book. You're 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 in our Hall of Fame blokes. Yes, right now. you are. You're, 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 we've got a ceremony yeah. coming up next week. You're welcome to it. And thank you for getting up early. I know uh, uh, it's uh, noon here in Chicago, which means it's 10 o'clock in the morning, which means uh, it's four o'clock yeah. in the morning at rock and roll time. <laughs> I mean, that that's very early for a rock and roller to come on the show. And we greatly appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Well, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. And I usually while I'm while I'm in the shower and stuff, I watch from my game shows, but you spoiled it for me. <laughs> what, what is your favorite game show? Are you a Wheel of Fortune uh, guy? Are you? I like Let's Make a Deal and and then uh, The Price is Right. And, uh, <laughs> you can't, um, yeah, you can't do wrong with those. I usually do an e- emails and answering stuff and phone calls and all this kind of stuff while I'm watching it. But you guys spoiled it today. But I'm glad, I'm, <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. So, uh, just so you know, the the guy did not win the showcase. Yeah, He exactly. lost the showcase. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, okay. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Alan. We really appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Have uh, a good one. Seeing you again when I come to Chicago. Oh, oh absolutely. We'd love to. We would really, really would love wait, to. Wait, wait. We're going to be uh, touring Europe in the springtime, and then... In the fall, we're coming back to do another American tour. So. Oh, my God. We would love to yes. come back. I, I, my, uh, can I bring my son? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be the kid that won't stop asking you a question. What do you want? Just give me a call. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, we really Alan. appreciate it.
All right. Thank All right. You. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The Stick to Everything Podcast with Larry Hawley and Paul M. Banks. And during this program, we will stick to everything and avoid nothing as we try to inform you on topics of news, sports, pop culture, maybe even beverages. Most importantly, we hope you have a good laugh, a good cry, and maybe also even learn something while you're here. That would be a good episode. Listen to Stick to Everything on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Radio Misfits.